This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304s so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. Groups of teenagers ransacked an Apple store in the United States' Philadelphia, looting iPhones, iPads, and other products, stuffing them into plastic bags before fleeing. The teens, reportedly more than a hundred in number, also attacked other stores before the police showed up. Police officers can be seen attempting to apprehend the looters as they run wild through the shops in social media videos. The looters are wearing Halloween masks. Various videos of the incident released on social media showed hooded, masked individuals racing out of a Lululemon and police officers seizing some of them and tackling them to the pavement. If you like this video, please like, share and subscribe to our channel. We in here, man. 
show yesterday. Only did one episode yesterday. But I'm back. I think it's the hi hats. It's something about the hi hats. Listen. Hey. Poor kids are just as bright and just as tall as white kids. Jersey, Judah did one episode yesterday, which is the first time I did one episode in one, well, one episode for only one day in quite some time. I would say I had busy, I had other things to do. I would say I was busy, which technically I was. I was just playing video games yesterday. I'm playing... Riders Republic, Xbox One. For people that never played, and I'm and I'm pretty much going to say this right now. It is October the first. It's the first of the month, which is the reason why all these niggas outside. But I'm gonna say, since it's September, it's well actually no, it is October. Riders Republic has to be one of, if not my favorite game this year, of the year. Keep in mind, it's like, it's an, it's for people that don't know, it's an extreme sports game, right? So you have BMX, you have uh, mountain bikes, you have um, snowmobiles, you have snowboarding, you have skiing, you have snowmobile, um, and many other things, but recently they had added skateboarding into the mix. And I bought the game. When did I buy this game? I got paid. I bought the game Wednesday night. No, I bought the game Thursday night. Started playing it the next morning. It was instantly hooked. Like I said, it's a mixture of Tony Hawk it's a mixture of skate a little bit with the controls. 
the controls part is probably the biggest problem that I'm having with the game. The controls are weird. Absolutely weird. But I was playing that yesterday when I got done podcasting. And the next thing I knew, it was like 1030. So I'm like, what the? A part of me was like, yeah, I should do a late night night operation episode. But I was like, ah, a nigga was lazy. I have to be honest. (laughs) I was lazy. I didn't feel like doing all that shit. So I was like, you know what? I'll save my energy for tomorrow morning, which is funny because now it's 1234. I woke up this morning from playing video games until about one in the morning. Woke up this morning at 730. Why did I wake up at 730? I have no idea. Woke up at 730. Got some food. Once I got done eating the food, I went back to sleep for another two hours. Caught the itis. Woke up and it's like 10 o'clock. So I'm like, all right, I really should get out of bed. Get out of bed. I'm looking at the video game. I'm looking at the console. I'm like, if I start playing now, I won't stop until like 5 p.m. And then by the time it's 5 p.m., I won't feel like recording. So I had to force myself here and I'm back with another episode, another edition of The Crimson capsule chapel so yeah i've been slacking i was slacking last night i was technically slacking this morning but i was sleeping this morning let's be honest you know slacking and sleeping are two different things um but yeah i'm back we got a whole lot of fuckery a whole lot of madness a whole lot of shenanigans Hopefully y'all checked out the two hours of power I did yesterday. I don't know why I called it that. It rhymed. I used to do two hours a lot. Now I do two hours every now and then. But it feels good to be back. That's right. Because we're already um, 49.60 listens in. 40 more listens and then we'll be at 5,000. How about that, right? So, didn't do much music. I made a, a, I finished the loop that you heard in the beginning. I don't, I don't think I'm fully finished with it, but I already uploaded it on SoundCloud, so fuck it, it's finished. Um, on this episode, we're going to be going through Undead Chronic once again. I was supposed to go through Undead Chronic yesterday, but I was talking a storm, ended up being two hours, and then finally playing 10-minute clip from Undead Chronic. We got more PUA cringe, question mark. Now, you guys have been listening to me enough, for those who have been. I don't like pickup artists. I don't like PUAs. I think they are an embarrassment to men. In fact, they're more so embarrassing than the so-called incel. These people target virgin incel, although incel and virgin are the same thing. And use them for monetary game the same way that the OnlyFans salute and the 304 does. 
the men are no different, except they have penises. And uh, all heterosexual men are not attracted to penises. So why would you pay a man with a penis to tell you how to get women? As if you live the experience of that man, as if you have the physique, the looks, the money that this man has. Classic trick, man. Classic, you know, it's a, it's a classic tactic, really. Uh, the grift, uh, whether it's the pussy grift, the money grift, it's the grift, the griftosphere. And Undead Chronic is going to be talking a little bit about that. Also, I've mentioned this name on occasion. Let me make sure this phone here is plugged properly into my charger. 31% here. It's not good. 31% is not good. Uh, We got Charleston White. I've mentioned Charleston White a few times. I think... Playback has their own personal opinions with Charleston White. I know Charleston White is a troll, but some of the things that he says makes a lot of sense. Um, He's going to be talking about Sexy Red. Y'all heard about Sexy Red? Let me tell y'all, she's not attractive. I don't know why these hood rats. I don't know what it is about hood rats with some guys. They just like it. So why would you want your woman to have neck tattoos, back tattoos, looking like a goddamn thug. Like, what's the point? But Sexy Red, you know, Charleston White's going to talk a little about Sexy Red. Should I start off with that? Should I? Let's start off with Charleston White, and then we'll end things off with uh, Undead Chronic, because I'm sure I have a lot to address involving this uh, small clip from Charleston White. But let's get it. Sexy red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, hey, she going crazy, bro. You got to give her her flowers, bro. She going crazy. It's always blacks, always Negroes, right? Bitches living a destructive lifestyle, telling women to be sluts, telling women to be hoes and scam men for money. And you got this Negro. You got to give her her flowers for what? Give her her flowers. I'll piss on her grave. How about that? Is that is that is that like equal? Is that reasonable? I had seen this one music video. It was with Sexy Red and uh, Sakahana. It's a, a Sukiana Sakahana. Suck a hundred dicks. That's what this bitch is called. Call her Suck a hundred dicks. You know the bitch. Y'all know who I'm talking about, right? Oh, y'all don't? Y'all not familiar with the uh, the sounds that I play here? I'm trying to get my coochie stretched and eat ass. Ass with me eat ass. <laughs> yeah. Suck a hundred dicks. A.K.A. Sukihana. I saw a music video. I don't know why I search shit that bothers me. That's a problem that I have. The only thing that I don't do is I don't leave like terrible comments. I just saw a video 
I forgot what the song is called. Does it matter? Not really. But you guys, if you look up Sexy Red and Sukiana, Suck a Hundred Dicks, you'll find um, a rap video where they're at a golf course and they're loud, stereotypical, ratchet black women. And it's like we women, black women will sit back and go, I don't know why we get we get such a bad rap. Look at the bitches y'all look at. Look at the bitches y'all watch and idolize. Look at these hoes. Well, then again, stop looking at them. You study them too much. What the? Bitches be out here just doing the worst, man. Claiming to be doing the best. See? <laughs> yeah, I hate her. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, uh she she she's delivering a whore spirit amongst young girls. Cook, cook up. She's, she's introducing. Mhm. We've had a gangster spirit. Mhm. The gangster spirit damn near wiped the young black males out. Quiet. This whole spirit. Uh oh. This whole spirit is fit to do a number on the young black girl. Oh God. They already got the boys. Oh. They never had focus on black girls before. The powers to be, the tools of white supremacy have Uh-oh. never just strictly targeted black girls. Uh-uh. They first started targeting black girls with imagery, saying, black girl, you're not pretty if you don't have white girl hair. Not true. I will stop the video right there and say, not true. Even if this was the case, the women still had the long, bushy, fucking uh, uh, Pam Greer afros. Probably the probably the sexiest hairstyle on a woman. She black, black woman, afro. They chopped them shits off. These bitches started getting wave caps and putting other people's hair on top of their scalp. White man didn't tell them to do that. They might have told the bitch to get a perm or something, but they ain't tell her to get an Indian woman's hair and put it on you. Brazilian woman's hair and put it on you. That's bullshit. Those were symbolic cap. things that they were doing. Calling cap. Now, now they're stripping the black girl of... The, the black man had already shamed the black woman's image to the world by way of rap living. Bitch, hoe, suck my dick, pouring beer on her in the rap video. That's why Mr. Laura C. Tucker came out. (laughs) He's right, though. (laughs) But you know what's funny? The dynamic. I'm going to tell you the social dynamic. If a rapper came out and told women to have their natural hair, and if a black man came out rapping and told a woman to stop calling herself a bitch, Nobody would fuck with this guy. Do you understand? So they'll shame and talk bad about the man that wants to see black women do good. But then praise the black man calling women bitches and hoes and they twerking and getting drunk at the club to it. These hoes ain't shit. Hold up, y'all. We this misogyny music. So that's why she came out and did. She saw what it was doing. Right? So now we're at a point now, uh, if a black woman is ready, she's gonna be questioned compared to a white woman. They're gonna automatically think a white, a black girl 
wants it. So what we're going to start seeing because of I don't know about all that shit. So <laughs> like I said, man, he's 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 a hit and miss type of individual. The imagery of sexy red. We're going to start back seeing white boys getting drunk, uh, getting their trucks, going back into the black community, snatching up the sexy red looking black girl or, or, or booking one prostitute for a, a, a sexy red. It, it, it shouldn't get ugly. I mean, for the black girl. That has got to be the dumbest shit I've heard in my life. White guys don't want bitches like sexy red. White guys don't even want bitches like Megan Thee Stallion. White guys would want a Beyonce, maybe. Sexy Red is strictly for hood boogers and hood rats. All right. See, white folks, and I don't, and I don't consider them racist for it. White folks listen to these dumb bitches to get laughs. The same way, the same reason I listen to these women. It's funny. These bitches are rapping about sucking dick as if they're catching bodies. Well, she's catching babies. If you catch my drift, she's catching it with her face. Sperm splashed. These women are out here promoting whoredom. What he's saying makes no fucking sense. Women like sexy red. I believe that's really what she is. She's really a hood rat. Unlike Nicki Minaj, I had mentioned this before with Nicki Minaj. I don't think Nicki Minaj is a hood rat, right? I don't think I don't think she's a ratchet woman. I think her character is to be that. People forget that music is still art. There's still artistry within music. Although in hip hop, one of the main hypocrisies of hip hop is keeping it real. So, I'm a let's say I'm a rapper. I'm from the suburbs, right? I'm not from the projects. I'm not from the hood. I'm from the suburbs. But I have lyrics. I'm a lyricist. Number 1, the lyricism don't mean shit today in the hip hop industry. If you if you caught on to that, the uh trippy reds, the Uzi verts, all this like retardation music. It's retardation rap. Rap, rap in itself has already been dumbed down. Do you understand? So they'll target hip hop next, but they already gotten hip hop years ago. And the hip hop became shit hop. The rapping about rags to riches has just become shooting and killing niggas. But we got to keep it real. But, but the nigga that's, a lyricist doesn't have a chance in the industry. It's the people who go along to get along. They allow these people to take full control of their character, of their act. We want you to make this type of music. Oh, we want you to, you know, talk about some violence. Talk about niggas getting shot. You know, it's only music, right? But those artists aren't real with their supporters. They're not telling them like, hey, this is just music, man. This is just a form of expression. They're not doing that because if they do that, their sales go away. They're considered fake. So they got to be fake in order to act real. Y'all don't get it.
<laughs> they gotta be fake in order to act real. If they were genuinely real, they wouldn't be popular because they ain't on the block every day flipping birds. They ain't pimping bitches and hoes. It ain't happening. It's an art. It is an art. It is an art form. The reason why I stick, I stuck to making music is because it's something I like to do. Uh, respectfully, whether people like it or not, that's fine. I like it. I ain't trying to get, I'm not trying to get signed. I'm not trying to sell my music, but if niggas want to buy it, contact me. <laughs> you see what I, I don't like, that's, that's a passion to me. I'm not allowing some other person who doesn't know about my story, who doesn't know about my music, telling me what my best option is to make my music better. These people, the sexy reds and, and all these other bitches that come into the industry, they getting turned out. In fact, they already come into the music industry, turned out. They did a bunch of fucked up shit in the hood, so they doing fucked up shit for money in the music industry. Sexy Red is just a victim. So the black girl finna start being raped more. She finna start being publicly brutalized like the woman who was hit in the head with the rock. All of this... And by the way, that was proven... Yeah, yeah, Charleston. Yeah, buddy. You're going on the deep end. You're definitely going off on the deep end with this one. That bitch... And shout out to Please Act Right. That bitch made a whole lie up. Ho was making a whole lie up, and she's scamming niggas online, and she a radical black, lesbian, Black Lives Matter supporter. So she don't give a fuck about no niggas any damn way. She don't care about a fucking man, and that includes Jesus. She don't give a shit. Terrible example, sir. Terrible example. I get it. Like, people get to a certain level, but it's like, you still gotta be informed. You gotta know what's going on. You can't just look at a fucking screenshot of a bitch with a, with her with a big ass face claiming that she got hit with a brick and just go along with the woman. That's some hoe shit, Charleston. That's some real hoe shit. Imagery makes it easy for a black woman to get hit in the head with a rock and we all stand around and look at it. Because she's, she, she's being to me. If that nigga was there, he would have did the same shit. Come on, stop it. Yo, what's up with these part-time um, black activists? Y'all been paying attention to these part-time black activists, right? And how they'll sit back. When the time is right, they say, oh, we got to do better. We got to do better as a people. Speak for your goddamn self. Anytime I hear black people say, oh, man, black folks is fucking up today. Speak for yourself, nigga. Because you identify with a people. I identify with an identity. I don't see myself in other people. I see myself in the mirror. And this goes back to like, either people are just reaching for a talking point or they just run out of shit to talk about. Oh, we gotta take care of the black folks. Oh, police is doing us bad. Police is doing us bad. Then you look, some of these major cities that talk like this, And blacks are wiping ourselves out. I brought this up before because it, it, it's, it's just a funny conversation to have when 
black folks talk about, oh man, when the race war hits, we gonna stand strong. Like, nigga, shut the fuck up. If there's any war going on, you're definitely not gonna be on my side in the battlefield. Straight up, I don't give a fuck if you black or not. I don't give a shit. So I got, I got a good amount of white friends. A good amount of white supporters who I've had personal conversations with. Um, I've met their family. They've met my family. We consider ourselves family. Race really doesn't have much to do with it. And if you listen to all these niggas out here and all the bullshit they'll tell you, they'll make you believe that you're a part of part of a family until you become something. Then because of their part, because they think that they're part of your family, they think you're they're entitled to shit that you make. Nigga, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here with that. All these part time black activists, that shit's corny to me. It's corny. Because if you're going to do something, you got to go all the way. I ain't going to mention no names, but don't be like these Negroes that tell you that they're going to build the school. 10 fucking years ago and niggas are still waiting to see product all these black folks was giving these niggas money like shit was going to happen no different than the black church get mad at me if you want I don't give a fuck it's the goddamn truth it's like a pastor pastor see pastor Sunday, Sunday time it's all about sermons it's all about the word it's all about the Lord pastor Monday afternoon, that nigga drinking, man. Get the fuck out of here. And it, and it's not the fact that the pastor drinks. It's the fact that the pastor drinks and acts as if he doesn't drink. What the? Nigga smelling like Cavassier in the fucking in the fucking pulpit. Fucking demons. I smoke weed, so number one, I don't go to church. So it's only be, it's only an example. So I got family. They go to church. I'm black. I'm black. Niggas go to church. You know what I'm saying? I came to a point where I didn't need the church. I still don't need the church. I don't need a goddamn soul in the church. You know what I mean? I need I need to I need the reassurance of the Lord of God. I don't need a fucking church. Fuck church. And I feel righteous saying it because where where is all the corruption in the church? Molestation in the church. Creflo wants some more dollar. TD Snakes. Eddie Wrong's dead ass. He did. May he rest in piss. Yeah, I'm disrespectful. But unlike these other motherfuckers that come out here and say shit, they don't mean what they say. I mean what I say. I don't give a fuck about church. People that go to church, God bless you. That's that's your prerogative. That's not that's this isn't a shot to you. It's a shot to your institute. It's a shot to your institution. Church does institutionalize people. And you know it's funny. When I was writing, and yeah, I haven't I haven't been writing in quite some time. When I was writing, I was going to talk about how. Some black folks are more institutionalized by the church than they are by incarceration. 
but I didn't want to get too deep. Just like right now, I'm getting too deep. She's being degraded in such a way you'll start spitting on her. Turning that booty on and that pussy up, putting your head to the ground, making your ass to the world. Man, listen, black girls are going to start being molested at a rate that you guys have not seen like no other because of the imagery. Because little black girls is going to start becoming sexually explicit. I agree. To sing the songs of Brown Booty Hole, brown more booty. black girls is going to start becoming... Brown Booty Hole. Guys, it's a song called... Oh, fucking kidding me. More enticing to, to pedophiles. Mm. Uh, 12-year-old homosexual boys is going to start having grown homosexual because they're going to be more like the, the music, homie. The music. Uh, Satan have always existed in music. Lucifer, the devil, darkness have always lived through music. That's why it's always been a parental advisory and it's always... I have a problem, although what he's saying is kind of true. This is the whole and religion of Christianity. This is just, this is just my, my opinion, my take on it. So... God, the one overall, right? There is no one above God. Got it. I believe that. Cool. God had Lucifer, an angel, in heaven. So Lucifer was obviously not bad to get to where he's at, which was heaven, in order to be the fallen angel, which is now known as Satan. I am confused with this portion of the Bible where Lucifer was in heaven chilling and was conspiring to go against the Lord. Why didn't the fuck God know about it? This this is the question that I have. That's all. Nobody's going to answer it. I don't expect to answer. But it's like, because Lucifer... It was something about him where it was like uh, something to do with like the orchestra and how he was the head of that. And because of that, he became the person that added evil spirits in the music or whatever the fuck people come up with. I don't understand it. So even Satan answers to God technically. Think about it. Lucifer, before being considered the devil, the deceiver, was in heaven as an angel, was considered one of the most handsome, was a handsome guy, right? Conspired to overthrow Christ, overthrow God and make it his kingdom. Then it was like, nigga, you got to get out of here. You and all your goons got to leave. Fallen angels, boom. The Book of Enoch goes deeper into it where the fallen angels came to Earth, introduced medicine, introduced weapons, and a whole bunch of other shit. Bet. So now they're evil because of that. Got it. Then they, before getting cast out, something of them being cast off of Earth into what is considered hell, they still answered to God, right? Like, Am I 
am I high right now? I'm not even at high. I put the blunt out like 10 minutes ago. I'm just stuck on that thought of the devil's bad. So is Lucifer bad? Although Lucifer, Lucifer was already in heaven. Mind fuck, right? Think about that. Think about that. McKee's ass full there. Then I'll cut it out. Because what? What? It, what the darkness inside of you. What were what those are your desires? Of- oh, yeah. Hold up. Hold on. Hold on. I got to point out something with Charleston, Charleston White. Charleston White was sarcastically. Well, I don't think it was sarcastic. He was joking about raping white women. Right. I also heard an interview where Charleston White was talking about God don't mean shit. Allah don't mean shit. Jesus don't mean shit. This is all from him. But now he's talking about what? You see what I mean? The part time pro black, the part time activism has to stop. Or whatever are usually activated in music. That's why nigga play love song, sex song. It, it, it can be activated in music. And this is also outside of all that bullshit. The military. There was a study. I forgot where the study was from, but there was a study about how music was implemented in military. So when these niggas is about to go to war, you best believe some Iron Maiden is playing. It got to be something. Ha- they're going to kill people. They're going to kill people. You're not driving around going to kill people listening to smooth jazz. If you ride around listening to smooth jazz shooting niggas, then you are a problem. You're a problem. But they they said that some of the soldiers during combat, they would listen to music. When I was playing Call of Duty, I'm a Call of Duty fan, especially when it comes to... Uh, Campaigns, multiplayer, you can go fuck yourself. But um, playing the campaigns, and and I believe Cold War, Black Ops Cold War, you're in Vietnam, and they're playing. You know, I forgot the the band, but they were playing that song. I forgot what it was called. That um. Oh man, I forgot the I forgot the song, but they were playing it in the helicopter. At first, I thought it was the soundtrack, but then like a missile hits the fucking helicopter and the music stops. And I'm like, oh, they're playing it in the helicopter. So it made me think, like, oh, okay, this is the shit. They go in when they go into battle. It's like, yo, the correlation is almost unsettling, right? Because you'll have niggas from the neighborhood. A bad neighborhood, not from my neighborhood, but niggas from a bad neighborhood. They about to go shoot somebody. They about to pull a drive-by. So what do they listen to? They listen to gangster rap. The industry had to know what they were doing when they started doing it. You understand? They knew that this music would be implemented or be a part of something very much so unholy. Besides sitting back, oh, yeah, Snoop Dogg album. I love listening to old Snoop Dogg music. I love smoking weed to Snoop Dogg music. But where Snoop Dogg is from, they listen to his music to shoot niggas. (laughs) 
like now, what do we got in New York? Um, what do we got in the UK? What do we got in Chicago? We got drill, drill, military, drill, militant, drill, sergeant, do a drill, go on an operation. That's they listen to the music. So although music isn't completely to blame, it is definitely implemented. Imagine positive music. Imagine music of people coming together, people just forgetting about their problems and at least hashing it out, having the conversation. Imagine movies with that with, with, with that message. People are so used to the trash today that they would see a film about people, about them trying to get people together and they would consider it corny. Oh, there's not enough niggas getting shot. Not enough action. Not enough bodies. It's culture sort of contaminated by society. Or it's society contaminated by culture. Depends on how you look at it. So uh, these elements are being deposited in our children because they get to hear this shit. They get to see this shit. Uh, and not only that, they watch the rewards of it. Hmm. So I, I, I just read a question hmm. where somebody asked Sexy Red something about why she always carrying money around. She said that she carry a, a lot of money around because it's her emotional pet. Do you know how many young girls will now be tricked because a nigga got a wad of money can show them? I used to trick girls like that. I'm I was about to say, this nigga was talking about being influenced by his uncle who was a pimp. I know a lot about Charleston White. I find Charleston White to be fascinating, but he's also... How can I say it? He's unhinged when it comes to certain things. Where... If, if I don't know something about a situation, I would be better off saying, I don't know much about the situation, but here's my opinion. Like I said, I always say, it. this is just my perspective. That's it. It's not a rule book. You don't got to follow the shit. You can be an atheist. You can be a Christian. You can be a liberal. You can be a Democrat. If you, cause I, cause I listen to pretty much everybody. And I know that sounds dumb to say, but I listen to everybody. Um, even the people that I really don't like, because me not liking somebody doesn't mean that I hate them. They talk from a certain viewpoint that I don't agree with, but even, but even the people that I claim that I don't like, they can say things that are insightful and that I will give credit for. Um, Charleston White is kind of a hypocrite, man. And I think a lot of us, including myself, fit that description sometimes where we want to do good. But it's this it's the past that gets into the way. Everybody has a past, right? Not everybody has a dark past, but everybody has a past, right? Everybody's made their mistakes, you know, and I think that as long as you've paid for your mistakes, you know, you deserve a, a chance of redemption, right? Uh, the mob guys, you know, Sammy the Bull Gravano, 
um, Johnny A. Light, uh, Michael Francesi, Michael Francesi, um, and and a few other guys. These mob guys who are still alive today. The reason why they're still alive, it's not because they're protected. Yeah, these guys became informants. It's not because they're protected. It's not because they're old. It's because they're killers. Right? When Alpo got hit, it was almost a surprise. Like, wait, what the fuck? I'm from Jersey. So I know enough about shit in New York and PA and shit like that. My local area. Alpo, the man played by Cameron, I believe, and paid in full in real life, because you guys know it's based on the true story. He became an informant. Came out and was still in the hood. Just, just Nobody was going to fuck with him like that because they knew he's a killer. Oh, yeah, he's he's an informant. Yeah, he, he cooperated. But don't fuck with him unless you're killing him. Cause he will kill you. There was there was stories about this nigga still catching bodies, and I'm not snitching. I don't know these niggas. I don't know nothing about it. I'm a commentator, respectfully. But you got the mob guys. They're not promoting mob shit. They've lived it. Why would they need to promote it? They've lived it already. That the whole crime thing doesn't have really a retirement plan. You don't have a 401k for bank robbery. Um, you don't you don't you don't have a, a rough IA, a rough RA for 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 fucking uh, extortion. It doesn't happen. You usually end up dead or in prison. Or you end up dying in prison. So it's kind of both. The point I'm making is all the niggas that I mentioned, the the Italians and shit, all the Guineas I mentioned, John Alite, John John Alite or John Alite is Albanian. So not to get that confused. Those are hitters. Like what rappers talk about, like those those white guys were doing this shit back in the day. Like really doing it. Like really. It was like the John Gotti's like with John Gotti, John Gotti is like the nigga of the Italian. And what I mean, what I mean by that is he's braggadocious. He's over the top. He's a show off. And he got he got bagged because of that. Look at these rappers today. They self snitch. I'm not about I'm not about like anti crime or any. I'm not really with any of this shit. If people don't bother me, I don't bother them. You know, I got money, so I'm not trying to rob people. I'm not trying to take advantage of people. And I earn my money for from working. You know what I'm saying? I earn my money from getting up and, and going to work every day. Um, but with that being said, how it used to be was even the people that were out there doing the dirt, the Italians, for example. In a twisted way, although a lot of people will say that's just to protect their uh, reputation, they were still out there helping the communities. They made sure the drugs didn't come into their streets. 
they sent the drugs to the niggas because they knew the niggas was already fucking up from the beginning. And that's the, that's just the God honest truth. Y'all seen Godfather. Y'all know the scene I'm talking about. We just sent it to the niggas. They didn't have drugs and shit in their community. Some of them didn't even deal drugs. Now, of course, if you know your history, I think the Bonanno, the Bonanno crime family was one of the, the major, um, the major oppositions when it comes to that, because they were selling drugs. But the the fallback really didn't hit the communities like that. If you pay attention, I mean, it, it hit the streets without a doubt, but it didn't really hit communities and the neighborhoods were well protected under these people. So the guys, so you got to think the, the youth that grows up there, they're like, man, fuck these cops. I want to be like this guy. He's the one protecting the streets. He's the one bringing the food every time on the weekends, having barbecues, bringing us to the parks. Because that's what those guys did. Oh, they were stone cold killers. But they had, oddly enough, they had souls, right? They, they had compassion for people that weren't involved in the crime shit, right? Niggas today got no fucking respect. Niggas today are stupid and violent. That's all they are. That's why the blacks never had organized crime like that. You had a couple of niggas, Motown, like the whole the whole Motown thing. Them niggas was getting busy. And that's Detroit. In the, the Motown area in Detroit, you had the black mafia. You had the black mafia family. Wink, wink. Free Meech. Uh, you had, you had emulators, you had black emulators of the Italian mafia because the Italians didn't want to deal with blacks like that. They would, they would have them as, you know, pushers and shit. You know what I mean? Niggas that sold dope for them. Frank Lucas, who kind of climbed the ladder to a point to where he was giving them niggas the, the fucking dope and shit, and they was buying it off of him. Them niggas, them guineas didn't like that. They're like, yo, we buying this shit off of a nigga? Because he had he had to, he had to connect. Uh, his family or whatever, one of his friends and shit, was out there in Saigon and introduced him to the main source of heroin. Why am I saying all this? I don't know. I'm having a good time. I'm just giving y'all a little lesson. Niggas ain't organized. Black folks, and and this is why the gangs and shit is what it is. I remember, um, I remember being in high school and they started, they started making their own gangs. These people, they started making their own gangs and shit. And the gangs would consist of they, they call it, uh, uh, fuck. they call it hybrid gangs. They call them hybrids because it, it'll be a gang that consists of like four different gangs or what they would call renegades, which are people that were loosely affiliated with the gang that's no longer affiliated or they're no longer affiliated with the set, but they still identify with the gang. So all these people come together they make they make you know money and it's the most confusing shit because you just see it like Power Rangers. One nigga got all red on, the other nigga got all blue on, the other nigga got all yellow on, one nigga got all green on. It's like what the? You can't wear all black. You wear all black. You're the enemy. I made this joke before. Like 
you know, niggas just shooting each other for hats and shit. Like, nigga, really? Come on. Nigga got the wrong hat on, the wrong neighborhood in Los Angeles. They're smoking you. That's it. They're smoking you. You may have a couple of guys who have a heart and by have a heart, they'll go up to you, disrespect you, tell you to take the shit off or they shoot you, beat you the fuck up. That's them with a heart. Them niggas, if they see you, you, you don't, you don't have to be anything. You don't know people. You're just out there for some reason you out there in the hood. Cause you know, in California, the hood and shit look like it look better than the Jersey suburb, the hood in, in California. Maybe it's the palm trees. I don't know what the fuck it is. But you can just be out there minding your business. Maybe you got a... Maybe you got a Raiders hat on. Nah, I don't think Raiders... Is Raiders banging? Nah, wait, wait, let me think. No, this is a good one. And only only the blacks will understand what I'm saying without saying it completely. So I'm not snitching on myself. Let's say you out there, for whatever reason... You got an Astros hat on. And not only do you have an Astros hat on, but you have an orange t-shirt on. All right? You know, you just out there. You black. You a black. You out there. Because if you white, they'll probably just try to rob you. Or not even. They'll just fuck with you. But if you black and you out there with all that shit on, they don't got to know you. They, they know the color. They know that logo. Oh, this nigga's the enemy. Oh, this nigga's the enemy, man. You see that nigga right there? Yeah, with the Astros hat on. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Yeah, we finna run down on him. <laughs> the end. Over a fucking hat. Black folk. Who needs the clan when you got black people? Black people are the clan. Black people are the real clan. Only difference is we ain't hanging each other. We hanging ourselves. Economically. We hang on ourselves socially by blindly participating in movements we know nothing about with people we don't even know. Who needs a clan when you got the black man? Damn. That's deep. Who needs the clan when you got the black man? They do the killings for white supremacy. You niggas out there talking about this nigga's the enemy, you gonna kill this nigga, fuck him, fuck his mother and all that shit. Oh, you doing the Klan's work. They need to give you a plaque. They need, they need to give you an honorary uniform. You the one selling your community out. Niggas like me being truthful and honest, I'm just enlightening the community. And I don't give a fuck about the community. They can listen, they can not listen. Even from the beginning when I was talking this shit, I didn't have the community in mind. I had the message in mind. And it was just like, I don't like to say magic, but it was something supernatural. Only God granted the people out of state, the people from everywhere else that was paying attention and the people that are in my area that don't even know what the fuck I talk about. (laughs) Niggas just think... He got a podcast. Oh, he might talk about video games, skateboarding. He might talk about this. No, 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 no. I do, of course, you know. But that ain't all what I talk about. And, and, and I separate. I separate myself 
from people I don't resonate with. I'm what you would call socially selective when it comes to communication with individuals. Because I know that everything ain't for everybody. You have people, right? And I learned this from Trump. I learned this from politics. I learned this from opinions in general. You could have somebody that's so-called cool with you. They've been cool with you from day one. No ifs, ands, or buts, whatever. But you'll say something or you'll do something that isn't even directed towards them, but they take personal or they wouldn't expect you to be a Trump supporter or they wouldn't expect you to be a conservative. And then all of a sudden, they just wipe their hands clean with you. Now, you don't know this because these people are cowards. They don't they don't want to have conversation. They're not ready for. They're not ready for the discussion, you know, what I mean, but instead they're mad at you for being the one to point the shit out. That's facts. Like I said, black folks killed each other more than the Klan will ever kill us going forward. We are the Ku Klux Klan. We are the black Nazis. We are the skinheads. We kill ourselves. Astronomical level. Communities spread across the country. But you'll have those individuals that that are doing the act. Tell you that the white man's bad. When's the last time a white person outside of a school shooting outside of, you know, some random anomaly goes out there and shoots an innocent, innocent child playing basketball. A a boy, a baby. Motherfucker won't even know what, what, what being a teenager is. Won't even know what pussy is like. Won't even know what responsibility is like. Life tooken from a black We don't want to talk about that. But every time that, you know, that once every three years situation comes up when, you know, a cop does this to a black man, white man does this to a black man, we up in arms. Oh, man, it's racist out here, man. We are the Klan. We killing ourselves. It's racist out here because we're the ones perpetuating it. Imagine being someone who has to tell another person that you matter. Imagine being somebody that has to tell other people that your people matter. And then while doing that, promote a very anti-white America, a very anti-white, anti-conservative anti-God, anti-religious, pro-woke, pro-trans, pro-gay, everything being mentioned except the Lord. Y'all Negroes followed it. Y'all voted for it. 
Y'all are the Ku Klux Klan. From the hood. I'll take $2,000 and go get $400 worth of one. $200 worth of five. Some 20s and 10s. And I'll make $2,000 look like $20,000 to a poor motherfucker. Damn. 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 And so... And so Damn! Hold up, 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 hold up. I'll give him credit for that. I gotta bring that back. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yo, that was deep. See, this is why Charleston White, he's like, I don't know, I can't, I'm not, I won't diss him, because me dissing him means nothing to me. I don't know him from a can of paint. But some of the shit he say, man, if you pay attention, there is there is a lot of truth in what he's saying. Good. I'll take two thousand dollars. Two thousand. And you'll get four hundred dollars worth of one. Four hundred ones. Two hundred dollars worth of five. Two hundred dollars worth of five. Twenties and ten. Twenties and ten. And I'll make two thousand dollars look like twenty thousand dollars to a pope motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that's bars. Yeah, I'm sorry, yo. That's bars. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Bars. Damn, that's disrespectful. Based. It's an odd. Charleston White is an odd variation of based, but I will consider Charleston White based. If you don't know what based is, think about woke and, and, and it's the complete opposite. That's all based is. When you think of woke, look at the complete opposite of that. Look at Donald Trump. You know, look at the patriots of America. And that's based. The reason why Charleston White, I would consider him based is because even though similar to me in a lot of ways, you know, we're easily distracted by bullshit Sometimes we don't get the things that we want to say complete or sometimes we may say something in a way that others won't really pick up on. So sometimes we got to reiterate it for those who are slow. But some of the shit this nigga be saying, man, I ain't going to lie. He be cooking up sometimes, man. When he's not talking about raping white women. First of all. First of all. The fact that Charleston White can still go on a platform and talk after jokingly talking about raping white women, that's a testament. I don't know what the fuck. This nigga must have joined the Illuminati. Any Look, man, look, any person, let me just say that, a white person can't joke about raping black women. They'd have hung his, they, I'm telling you, we'd have claimed, we would have, we would have hung that white boy in the fucking woods somewhere. Raping a white, raping a black one? Yeah, we hanging him. He gotta go. Oh hell no! And you know what? It I would expect the same thing. If a black man were to rape a white, were to rape a white woman, they should hang that nigga too. Cause I'm hanging. If I look, man, I'll put on the hood and everything to hang this white boy. Okay, <laughs> fuck you talking about. This see, this is a problem with this country, right? Like we got, we got pedophiles, rapists, fucking scum of the earth that roam, that roam the country freely. They get less, they get lightened sentences. They get put in PC 
with the other Fruit Loops, with the other Fruity Pebbles, right? And they're protected. Pedophiles protected by society. Maps. The, the minor attractive people, whatever the fuck maps mean. These people are disgusting. And the country, the, the government, the people who are in charge, let it happen. Not under me. See, because if I was running, <laughs> I'm bringing back the gas chamber for these people. They're going to call me the Black Gestapo. I'm putting these niggas in gas chambers. Fuck you talking about? All the pedophiles are being put in gas chambers. Right? I'm like, I'm hitting up Africa. Like, yeah, we need it. We need lions. They said, excuse me? Lions, nigga. Simba. You feel me? Simba. Fuck you talking about? I need 20 lions. Mufasa, nigga. 20 of them. And we gonna have a lion pit. Oh, these guys, these guys did what to a minor? <laughs> we'll take care of him. Don't worry about it. Shoot that nigga with a tranquilizer. Shoot him right in his neck with a fucking tranquilizer. Throw him in a cave. Throw him in a cave with a bunch of lions. Just eat this nigga alive. This is, a, this is, this, this, this. Sorry, this is how it has to be done. I'm sick of it. Oh, you know, niggas selling dope or not even dope. Niggas selling weed. Oh, we're going to lock him up for seven years. Seven years for weed? Pedophile, tree hopper. He gets in trouble, goes to court. He gets he gets three. He gets three in a year probation. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck this. Get the fuck out of here. And people talk about injustice. That's injustice. Pedophiles roaming the country is injustice. That's fine, though. The shit's going to get out of control. I'm telling you, if this pedophile shit doesn't stop, if this grooming of children does not stop, the people are going to have to, you know, the people are going to have to do something about it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not insinuating violence. I could be, but I'm not saying I am. But something's got to give. You had that dumb black bitch, Kamala Harris, who was locking up niggas for small amounts of marijuana. Oh, you don't think I know about that? <laughs> Fuck these people, man. And they all Epstein flight log ass niggas. These are all weirdos, guys. This is these, this is weirdos. Oh, people look at Oprah Winfrey. Oh, there's no way. Nah, the, the bitch serves Satan. Fuck that. The bitch serves Satan. The bitch serves the devil. That's why this funky hoe. I'm talking about Oprah Winfrey. That's why this funky hoe on camera telling y'all, y'all got to do something for Maui. Says the billionaire. Get the fuck out. Yo, for real? Says the billionaire telling the people who are the actual class that is going through the cost of gas, the cost of groceries, the inflation. You're asking us to help Maui? You're the billionaire. We helped. We prayed for him. I'm not getting, look, I'm sorry. I wouldn't expect it from them. It's like Joe Biden. 
and I'm ranting right now. I don't care. It's like Joe Biden. It's like, all right, we fuck it up as a country. We, we, we're losing money. We don't have money, allegedly, because, you know, the IRS, they print it. They print it. They print it. Federal Reserves, they print it. They can't run out of money. The only thing that can run out of money is its value. Remember that. Money doesn't run out, people. The value of it runs out. So all you fucking idiots out there. And see, like I said, I don't like Democrats and Republicans. Oh, we got to have a government shutdown. And then they had uh, one of the cocksuckers, one of these niggas. I think he black. He black. He pulled the fire alarm so they couldn't vote for the government shutdown. These Democrats are filthy. They're filthy. They're filthy. They're playing dirty. They're playing. Yo, they're really playing dirty. We're talking about cheap shots, low blows, gouging the eye. You remember Ric Flair? Woo! You know, Ric Flair used to poke motherfuckers in the eye. I think Ric Flair was a... Rick. I heard Ric Flair was a racist, and I wasn't surprised, and I didn't even give a shit. Because it's Ric Flair, my nigga. This nigga was wrestling back in like 1950-something. Niggas was probably burning crosses at the fucking arena. These niggas was all having Confederate flag head hand bands. Niggas was coming out waving the Confederate. I know about WCW and old professional wrestling. But Ric Flair, he would poke a nigga. He, 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 first, he'll do, he'll go on his knees, pause, and he'll beg him, like, don't do nothing, don't do nothing. And, you know, the it's usually a baby face that goes against him because he's always a heel. And then he would low blow him, punch him right in the dick. You know what I mean? That's Democrats. <laughs> Joe Biden is the modern day Ric Flair without the styling and profiling. This nigga, this nigga's son's a fucking crackhead. Crackhead. Nigga's son's a crackhead. You can't trust the country. If I was somebody from another country and somebody told me, hey, you remember that guy, Donald J. Trump? Oh, the former president of the United States. What about him? Yeah, they're indicting him. Yeah, they indicted him four times. Who? The Department of Justice, which is in the fucking left pocket of fucking Joe Biden at the moment. I would be like, yeah, we're not dealing with them. Let me know when the other white man come back, then we'll deal with them. That's why other countries look at, look, look, I bring up Sky News Australia. They're very informed about the country. They're more informed about the country we're in than Fox, CNN, NBC combined. And I'm not giving Sky News that much credit, but they are well informed. I'll listen to them all day, every day, because even though they're they're on the side of the right, I wouldn't consider them to be legit right wing media. It's like a hybrid of some sort. But man, fuck all that, man. Fuck all that shit. We ain't allowed. Like, I'm not. I can't. As an American black. All right. I'm black. As an American black. All right. <laughs> um, I don't believe racism the way that other people believe in racism. I don't think racism is up front. I think racism is subtle. 
And the reason I say this is when you see the white liberal give handouts and throw shekels at the blacks, they're not doing it for the kindness of their hearts. They're doing it so that they can do what they say. If they need the black, they'll go back to the black and say, hey, we gave you some shekels last month. We need your vote. We'll give you reparations. We'll promise you. We just need your vote. Niggas like me spit facts. All right. I don't like conservatives like that. I got conservative views, but to really be around those type of people 24 seven, it would bother me. I knew one guy. I think I talked about him briefly on the podcast before, but it might have been a while ago. Growing up with him, we went to we went to elementary school, middle school, but then I went to a different high school. He was always like wild, like out of control. And looking back, I would have said to myself, oh, this nigga's a socialist today. Right. Like, it's just one of those people like you ever you ever make the mistake of judging somebody for who they were rather than who they are today based on you not interacting with them, you not seeing them or hearing from them. It was one of those situations. I saw this nigga. He ain't black. He white. He white. But, you know, he my nigga. I, I call white people that are close to me N-words. Um, <laughs> I seen this nigga. Uh, where the fuck was this at? Because it was a location. First of all, the location threw me off. It was... Uh, Okay, there it was at it was at this uh this drug corp. Not drug corp, but uh the lab the lab place. I was taking a piss test. At that time I was clean because I was trying to get this job. Not the job that I have now, but the last job that I had. So I was clean. I, I, I wasn't smoking for like four months. And I have to be honest with you, I hated myself in the process. <laughs> I really hated myself. I'm like Am I really not smoking weed anymore? Then once I got the job, I just went all the way in. But anyway, I'm going in and take a piss test. And this guy walks out. I yell his name. He's like, oh, shit. Whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, yo, what you been doing? I was like, I said something like, you must be partying, doing this, doing that. He's like, nope. I got uh, I got three kids at home. And he's just going through a list. Like, hold up. Like, cause growing up, this guy was a problem. Like, if there was, if you could see and witness this person, at the time that I witnessed the person, you would have thought that by the time he was 15, 16, he would be a juvenile delinquent. Like, like he would be a severe problem. Nope, comes out, nice suit, dressed to impress. I think he was driving. So I'm not doxing him because I didn't mention his name. I think he was driving like a, a Stingray. <laughs> Fucking this nigga was driving a, st- a classic Stingray. And, you know, he was telling me about what he was doing and all this shit. And I was just blown away. It was I wasn't I wasn't blown away because I expected the worst from him. I was actually very I was happy for him. Because he seemed he seemed 
at ease. Not really at peace, but he seemed at ease. Like whatever he was going through at the moment, it wasn't affecting him. If he was going through anything. But it's like <laughs> we have a we have a problem when it comes to judging people primarily of their past. Of course, there's situations that I believe you don't come back from uh, killing a person, taking taking a human life outside of self-defense, um, sexual assault, rape. Uh, pedophilia, child molestation, that shit ain't forgiven. Not by me. And not by most Americans. Not by most people on earth. We go back into the biblical days, we're stoning these niggas. We, we will throw them off of a cliff, but the Lord was like, yeah, don't do that. You know, unless, what was it, uh, you know, Unless you have or unless you you're living in sin or unless you're not living in sin or unless you are without sin, do not cast the first stone. I, I and I'm not like I said, I'm not a fucking religious person. You know, I probably butchered the shit out of that, but I know enough and I do find I find the book, the good book to be very interesting I don't I'm not one of those people that will say everything in that book is true because of the translation of the book. I think it was in uh, aromatic. Was it aromatic or uh, I forgot the, the language. The original text of the Bible went through several translations. In some cases, they've taken out words. They added other words. Who knows if all this shit is true? But if you know enough, it's an eye opener. And I, it's, it's an eye opener. It's it's not the two eyes. It's the third eye. It's an eye opener. And a lot of the shit that's taking place today has taken place at one time in the Bible. But hold up, I'll be right back. Woo, man, I had to I had to take a piss, man. I had to take a piss. I was gonna play some music, but. <laughs> Nick is already an hour and 20 hour and 20 close to an hour and 21 minutes into this episode. I'm gonna have to record another another episode directly after. And the reason I'm doing that is I have to make up for lost time. I always do something on the weekend at night. I don't always do it in the morning, but always at night. And I was slacking. All right. I was slacking big time last night. Today, that ain't happening. Even if I decide not to record tonight, I'll just record another episode directly after this and upload it nighttime. So it'll still count. Plus, it's already 147. But I was talking about a couple of things I remember now. All right, I was talking about number one, um, seeing an old friend and it was one of those situations where I've talked about this on the opposite end, right? Like you see an old friend, somebody you were close to and you realize that nothing about them has changed in a bad way where if they were immature in middle school, when you see them, they're like worst. I said worst. They're worse. 
it's like person you used to like party with, get fucked up with, and you're early, and you're like late teens, early twenties, right? You see those people recently, and they gotten worse. Like they're like alcoholics, like they're problems. And it's like you have to really come to terms with it. And the way that it's like it's like any drug addict, right? If you were if you are unfortunate enough like I was to have been in a relationship with a drug addict, then you know that the dependency of the drug for that person will always exceed you. You will never reach that level of passion that that person has for you as they do for their vice. They will double cross you to get that vice and then come back to you and blame it on the drugs. No, it's you. You are the problem. The drugs ain't even the problem. The drugs are what they are. The person either has the willpower to not do it or the person's easily influenced and they become a victim. Niggas like me that smoke weed, I don't, I never did a bad thing in my life high. I'm not even joking. As a person who smokes weed, I smoke cannabis. I love cannabis. I have have over an ounce in my house of cannabis from, from my birthday, from just previously just buying more weed. Like, I like smoking weed. I don't smoke weed and go, I'm going to go shoot somebody. I never gotten high and said, I'm going to drive somewhere and get in a car. Like, I'm on point when I smoke. I don't like being around people who smoke because they smoke. It's not that we all talk about dumb shit as human beings, but it's the level of stupidity. Like, people, like, I can never blame... Like, if I'm broke and I spend all my money on weed, am I going to blame the drug? Oh, I wish this I wish this was never created. This is a vice. Or am I going to take accountability and go, I should manage my money better. I should prioritize things differently. I That's the, that's the, like, and any person, like I said, if you are unfortunate enough, like I was, to deal with a drug addict, you know that they'll always use your emotions against you. If you're mad that the person's an addict, they'll say, well, I can't help it. You know, I've had problems and this and that. And it's just like, oh, okay. So now I'm the bad guy. It's, it's that, it's that situation of, connecting sort of the old best friend or the old friend in general to like an old relationship, an old girlfriend, an ex. I talk about it often because it always happens. Matter of fact, probably because I mentioned it, I'm mentioning this right now, I'll probably wake up the next morning with like friend requests and a message. The ex-girlfriends, the men who always come across ex-girlfriends will you ask yourself well why is this person around now 
Why do I got to deal with this bitch for? I've already dealt with her. Now, a lot of guys will say, you know, that's fucked up. You know, this is a person you had X, Y, and Z with, bitch. I don't got kids with that hoe. A lot of the women, when I when I sit back and I think of the, the, the previous relationships, I wasn't really even close with the women. Where it's like, they were only around for my high times. Well, not, you know, of course, no pun intended with smoking. But for the times that I was actually productive, they were only around for that. Like now, I'm pretty much hyper productive. So now bitches come back around. And because I'm I'm hyper productive, they're not, I, I don't give a shit about them. It's an old relationship. Some guys and women, mostly women actually, they can't, they, they really can't move on. Some guys like myself, the last relationship that I was in, I didn't think I would ever get over it. And I'm being honest with y'all. It wasn't because I cared about the person. It was because of how bad the person had done me wrong. Not to say that I'm a good guy or anything like that, but the way that the person did it was uncalled for. In my mind, I could have never forgiven that person. I would have wished death on the person, on the woman that I was with. Today, I can laugh about it and move on. Not because I became something better, but because I've learned from those times when I was at my worst. I... I look at old relationships like moments of nostalgia. When I hear the Rugrats theme song, when I hear like the, uh, remember Doug, Nickelodeon? When I hear a lot of those old theme songs, a part of me gets excited. I don't know why. It's like the child in me that was used to watching them. You know, I'm intrigued. Now, would I sit down and watch the fucking series of Rugrats? No. Unless I got like moon rocks or something, unless I'm really fucked up. But it's that moment, you know, the Rugrats theme song, the old relationship. Oh, I remember the the good times. Most people, if you think about it, and I think that just goes to show you how humans are, when you bring up old relationships, you usually don't bring up the good times now, do you? You usually bring up the reason why it's an old relationship. The bad times, the bad things she's done. If you're accountable for yourself, the bad things you've done. We don't talk about, oh, the good times. A lot of us don't have good times. Sounds fucked up. Sounds a bit morbid, dark even. But hear me out. When you meet a woman and you guys get closer and closer and closer and not even on a physical level, just on knowing the person. Oh, now you know more about her and, you know, she knows a little bit more about you and y'all progress. There's a moment in that relationship that pretty much 
like signals the end. It, it solidifies the end. The end is near. The end is coming, right? A reference to the back rooms. But the end is near and the end is coming. It could be an argument. It can be a way that a woman does something. Maybe she has an attitude for no reason. And then just inside of your head, you think this relationship isn't going to last. That's when that relationship's over. The psychology just behind. Like, it's almost like. A task that you haven't completed yet. It's a tough task, but you're saying to yourself, I'm going to fuck this up. You're already coming in with the mindset. So it's, it's over. Even if the situation wasn't that serious, even if the woman wasn't really getting smart in your mind, it's over. Nothing changes that. And when it happens with a woman, it's it's been over. That's why women have the tendencies of when they get out of a relationship, they go right into another one. And guys be wondering, how does she get in? How does she deal with a man so quick? Because she was already dealing with the guy. Nine times out of ten, she was dealing. She was dealing with was dealing with the guy while with the nigga in a relationship. Shit's cold out here, and, and niggas gotta have a cold heart, but still have a warm spirit. I think the combination of someone who's stoic in a lot of ways is a person with a cold heart, but a warm spirit. The heart which is in representation of love. Valentine's Day would be an example. Giving somebody your heart. In a sense, giving somebody your life. It's stupid. It doesn't make sense. It's dumb. The emotional aspect makes no sense. For a man to be warm-hearted, it would in return make him a cold spirit. Meaning he's warm hearted to all of the wrong people. He's done wrong. Therefore, he says, fuck everybody. He has a cold spirit. He doesn't welcome many people into his comfort zone. Into his home. Into a simple conversation. But if you have a cold heart, you have a reason to be cold hearted. You have a reason to separate yourself from the modern day female but you have a warm spirit you have a reason you have logic you have an understanding of people you have love of people but that love is not emotional love that love is logical love gangster shit red pill shit dropping just based atomic bombs back to back I gotta get the bomb. I gotta get the bomb sound effect that uh, Funk Master Flex be using. I'm gonna steal that from that nigga. I'm gonna definitely steal that from that nigga. It's starting, and so we don't know. The kids don't know that a black motherfucker walk around with a wad of money, but really don't have no power. Mm-hmm. Because cash money has become really obsolete. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, No person with power hoards cash. Nobody. No person with power and influence 
hoards cash on them. I agree. And and and, and if she's using this tool and element as, as as an emotional support, then she loves money, and for the love of money is the root of all evil. Cook, cook. A nigga who loves money will go and fuck a punk for some money. A nigga who loves money will rob his homeboy when he get mad at him because he loves money. Cook up. Nigga who love money. Preach, cook up. Nigga. A damn near kill mama for the insurance money. Cook. Cook so up. When you hear somebody say money is their emotional support, uh, what happens when you ain't got this money? Mm-hmm. Cook up. You do whatever to get it. Cook up. And you can't tell me that little girl ain't done whatever to get it. Slut. Whatever record executive done played in her pussy. Whatever producer done go make a lay on the producer's couch. Slut. I heard Ashanti oh. give a whole interview about how one of the bigger producers in the game. Shout out to Ashanti. Um, shout out to Maya. Shout out to little Ken before she got all that work done to her. These are some bad black women. Maya, y'all see? Oh my God. First of all, let me just start off by saying this. Let me start off by saying this. The image, America has a problem. Blacks in America have a problem with the black image. Meaning, there's women that are in the West Indies that are bleaching their skin. There's black women in the States that's bleaching their skin or that's lightening their skin. These black women are also putting somebody else's hair on top of their scalp, but will call the black man the self-hater for dealing with a white woman. We need to talk about this. I, it's funny because like growing up, I saw this documentary. Of course, I talked about this before. I saw this documentary, historical documentary about this black woman who ended up being my great aunt. Um, Meeting this white man, this Irish man, in which where my you know, all those people come from in my family. Uh, met 1966. 1967, they were the first interracial marriage within Virginia and the United States of America. Um, I see in a documentary growing up, my grandmother, God rest her soul, she did. God rest her soul. She played a documentary. I used to ask her, like, what is this all about? Because I was bad. I was a bad kid growing up. I was a problem. It was a bad. I used to just run around, throw shit on the ground, like dumb shit. Deserved to get my ass whooped. I the ass whoopings that I've gotten in life, I deserve, but I never was beaten down by a grown ass man ever in life. Fighting wise, nothing. Never. Uh but I would ask her, like, what is this? So this is about your family. Now, it's funny, looking back, 
because now I remember her saying it. And I was like, family? This white man? And who the woman? The woman was like, she wasn't, she looked mixed. I'll put it to you like that. She looked mixed, but she was light-skinned. She black. It's my great aunt, Mildred Loving. And if you guys know, that whole shit, that actually blew up for a good period of time. They did another documentary connected to that. Family was all sharing it. And I'm like, what the fuck are y'all? They tagged me in it. I'm like, what is this shit? What is this? Then I remembered. I'm like, oh, shit. There was a part in the uh, in the movie. This is the reason why I brought this up. It's part of the movie where it was paper bag. <laughs> There's a paper bag. And uh, I think it was the white family that was talking to the white guy who ended up being, was that an uncle? Great uncle, technically. A white man, white Irish man. Uh, and the family was telling him, pulled out the paper bag. He's like, you know about this paper bag, boy? You know about this paper bag right here? She better not be darker than this paper bag or you ain't dealing with her. They call it the color chart. That's what white folks... <laughs> Racist white people are funny people. They are offensive, sure. But if you have a sense of humor, these are some funny-ass white boys. This nigga said... White man, he was like, she if she darker in this paper bag, then I don't want to see her, and I don't want to see you with her, something like that. And I just remember, even when I was young, I used to laugh at that shit. Grandma would slap the shit out of me. What's so funny about that? And I'm like, I don't know, it's how he said it. Shit, funny. Country white boy is always funny to me. Just like country country white boys they look at niggas from the hood as like animals and not like animals like wild vicious like they look at them like exotic animals they they don't see black people you don't see a lot of blacks in arkansas you don't see a lot of blacks in like places like west virginia and shit like that so they're fascinated with the appearance of a black person right The fucking, the fucking paper bag test. And then later on, I heard somebody else refer to it as a color chart. And he's like, and, and the guy, how he was asking the question. <laughs> and a guy was asking the question. He was like, hey, man, what's your color chart? And the white guy was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, you know, what's your, uh, what's your cutoff limit? You know, brown sugar. Or molasses. <laughs> I'm fucking yo, like yo, and to me, I don't consider that shit racist either. It's only a white person asking another white person, "Would you fuck with a black woman?" That's all he's saying. He's he's being somewhat politically correct saying it. So the color chart is funny. I think color chart's funny. Color chart is like if you were black. Right. And you have you have kids with another black man. It's like your son, you have a son and the son's like talking to white women and shit. And you're like concerned about it. Right. You're like, I got to talk to him. What's wrong with the black women? That's how that's how it's how, it's how a lot of mothers. You know, my mom did the same shit. So I was dealing with a lot of white bitches growing up. But uh, she's like, 
And she's like, what's your problem with black women? Why don't you bring a black woman home? So I was like, I don't get along with them. You know what I mean? I'll, I don't resonate with them. I don't get along with them. I don't relate to them outside of appearance. Like, I don't, I don't, there's nothing outside of appearance, meaning outside of how they look, which some of them don't look bad. A lot of them just hood boogers. A lot of them are, are beautiful bums. They're not productive. And these are the, the main women that look down on the black man. Black men don't get criticism from white women. I want to I want to say something. Black men don't get criticism or don't get criticized on a level from white women the way that they're criticized by the black women. And it's not like constructive criticism. It's not that a hey, the black men need to do better. It's niggas ain't shit. That's 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 there. They take it there. They take it just zero to a thousand they take it there black man goes oh, okay we ain't shit so I guess y'all don't want nothing to do with us we gonna see what's up with, with Stacy we gonna see what's up with Tracy alright we gonna see what's up with Michelle we gonna see what's up with uh what's a good white name <laughs> what's a good what's a good Caucasian name for women uh Chelsea. Chelsea's a great name for a white woman. I remember this one chick when I was in high school. That name came up. I knew that name came up for a reason. It was like a... That was like a, a portal that just brought me back to that time period. When I was in high school, there was this one bitch that I wanted to fuck with. Her name was Chelsea, right? I, I don't know her last name, so... And I don't know her from a can of paint today. But it was this uh, white... It was this white girl named Chelsea she had blonde hair you know and she used to always sit around me right she used to like if I was if I like in gym class everybody sat on the bleachers I'll sit down she would always sit next to me you know she wouldn't say nothing I would it's not that she wouldn't say nothing but she would she wouldn't be up front well why the fuck she sitting next to me and at the time I was like what is this? 16, 17. I, I didn't know any better. But apparently, you know, she was trying to fuck with me, but she wasn't saying nothing. Then I started dealing with this. Uh, I started dealing with this other bitch who was just actually she wasn't bad. She was one of the good ones. You know, shit happens. People, you know, people go their separate ways type of situation. Right. We were just two people. We were realistically just two people in opposite directions. And in order for us to go closer to each other, we would go farther away from the things that we would need to do. So it was kind of like one of those situations. But when I started dealing with the other white chick, this white, the other white bitch I dealt with, she was a crazy one. She was a wild one. She was a redhead. She was a good time. But when I started dealing with this redhead bitch, now, now Chelsea wanted to talk. Now Chelsea wanted to flirt. Now Chelsea tried to get me set up. This is why white women, you can't trust all of them. <laughs> you blacks out there, you know, for you black people. <laughs> Real shit. For you niggas out there, y'all just starting to deal with white women and shit. 
don't put these bitches on a pedestal, my nigga. They ain't shit either. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you this because I'm tired of seeing these black, the black, the blacks. I'm tired of seeing these black men out here flexing these fat, out of shape, decrepitated, fucking despicable shaped bitches is shaped like a jar of pickles. Fat fucking dumpster diving shaped bitches. Bitches is shaped like a fucking trash panda, trash panda shaped bitch. Fucking purr, bitch, bitch like a pear, bitch. I said a purr, bitch like a pear, pear shaped hoe. White women. Oh yeah, I got me a white bitch. What the fuck are you talking about? Why are you showcasing Yokozuma? Why are you showcasing a sumo wrestler? Bitch look like one of the wild Samoans. Oh, wild Samoan shaped bitch. Oh, fucking Paul Heyman shaped bitch. Oh, Vince McMahon walking ass bitch. Oh, fucking strap on in the closet having ass bitch. Oh, double life somewhere in Vegas type bitch. Like despicable women. They'll look at these women as, oh, they're goddesses. Oh, this is my white. If I ever hear a black man say a woman, a white woman is his white, white queen. He needs to be beheaded. Okay. Of course, I'm being sarcastic here, but real shit. Like if they hear a black man say, oh, this is my white queen, nigga. To hear you say a, a, a black woman that you're with is your black queen is despicable. So imagine that, right? <clears throat> or a, a black woman going, black woman, you know how these black women get, they start dating a white man, it's over. The act is, the jig is up. They acting productive. They have, they, they civilize, they smile. Because they know Timothy ain't having that shit. Timothy ain't having that. Timothy will strangle you while you're sleeping. White, these white men are savages. <laughs> when it comes to domestic issues, they they drowning, they drowning, they fucking, they wives and shit. They do all types of crazy shit. You know, they do all types of fucked up shit. But y'all niggas be out here. Fucking with these Bam Bam Bigelow shaped bitches. Bitches shaped like Action Bronson. Get the fuck out. Yo. Y'all need... Do better, man. You better go back to the black woman for all that. See, the thing with me is... I didn't choose white bitches. White bitches chose me. I'm not saying that to say that I'm anything special or important. Because I ain't shit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll tell you that with a coke and a smile, my nigga. I ain't shit. All right? White bitches chose me. I ain't chose white bitches. But the white bitches that chose me, I chose them back in return. And you see what I mean? I, I didn't go, I'm going to get me a white woman. I never, I never did that. Now, I joked around with niggas, you know, where the white women at? You know what I mean? I'll joke around with niggas all day. I don't give a fuck. That's just funny. But... I never reached a point where it was like, oh, all these black women disrespecting me. Oh, I'm going for the white women now. Because honestly, after that, I'm like, man, I want to fuck. Um, I was trying to fuck Asian bitches. Real shit. I think that's why. I think everybody in America has yellow fever. 
I don't know if that's offensive or not. I don't give a shit. If I tell people I like Chinese women or Japanese women, Filipino women, Asian women, actual women, not these lady boys, because y'all guys, y'all, <laughs> you people, <laughs> fraudulent ass motherfuckers. But anyway, I was trying to, I was trying to fuck an Asian bitch since I was like 14, 15. I think I seen Charlie's Angels and Lucy Liu. Bad. Especially at that time, she was a lot younger when I, when I was looking at her. Even today, she is still smashable, guaranteed. It's almost like that woman, uh, Sama Hayek. That, I don't know what national, well, whatever the fuck she is, she is fuckable. All right? But, because I'm out here just talking bullshit now. When I was when I was 14, I remember seeing Charlie's Angels, probably younger than that. Um, ever since I seen Lucy Liu, it wasn't as if I'd never seen, it's never as if, I'd never seen an Asian before. I just never seen an attractive Asian woman like Lucy Liu at the time. Now I'm a teen. Testosterone. Just all types of just wild, borderline, retarded behavior that I was dealing with at age 13, 14. I was a problem. Uh, From there, I was like, I got to find me an Asian woman. I want to find like a bitch like they got they got some light skinned bitches. Y'all seen light skinned bitches for some reason? Some of them look Asian, but they're not Asian. They don't have none of it in them. They look Asian, but they're not Asian. They look bad as fuck. You know what I mean? Bad as fuck. But uh, I was able to get fortunate. For people that know Jersey, like I do, in an area called Cherry Hill. There was this one Asian woman that I met. And I don't like to use the word love at first sight because it wasn't that. It was lust at first sight. She claimed to never be with a never been with a black man. I never been with an Asian woman, always wanted to be with an Asian woman. But I wasn't going to tell her that I wasn't going to have her think that I was like retarded or something, which I am at the time, especially. But uh, I ended up fucking with her and we're going back. So 13, age 13 to about 16, right before 17, right right before I turned 17, I was dealing with this chick. She was 17. I was... <clears throat> During that time, 16, 17, she was older. And boy, was she a good time. <laughs> boy, was she a good time. It almost makes me miss bitches in a sense of the, the stage, like there's levels to this shit. So when people ask me, well, what was, well, where was your attitude when you were growing up and, you know, having sex and relationships with women? My attitude was 
I ain't give a fuck. Uh, <clears throat> I'm young. Trying to get a nut. I'll deal with the consequences as they come. That's how I looked at it. Realistically, most kids, and I say kids because you're even in teens, late teens, you're still a teen. Most kids at that point is in the same position. They just made if they either they were sexually oppressed. This is what I this is like the incel community. They're like sexually oppressed where they're not getting sex, but they're being advertised sex. It's like hypersexual overload of OnlyFans, porn, bitches on IG, things that they have no access to. They're constantly being bombarded with it. And for me, I can actually side with the men on this. The reason I say this is being someone who's had whatever the fuck these guys are fucking looking for in life and to not really, it's not that it's not, I have zero regrets and it's very difficult for people to say that and truly mean it, but I mean, I have zero regrets. Even the bad times have became a part of a learning experience. But when you have so many women who are openly sexualizing themselves, right? When does it become a breaking point where a man just goes, well, There's no traditional women left. There's no woman with tradition to begin with. Um, Even a woman that goes to the bar, she parties with her friends. There ain't really nothing wrong with that on the surface. But where we've gotten through social media and, you know, women trying to sleep around and be like men and not only be like men on a sexual level, but on an economic level or economical level, um, the boss bitches, the boss babes, all these whores that are really just whores are the women who go on the opposite. Now, I always talk about sort of the opposite extreme. The obvious extreme with woman is the modern woman. And the modern woman breaks down to pretty much, you know, living your best life. You only live once. It's just... It's a lifestyle of mantras and catchphrases. I'm going to say that again. The modern woman lives a lifestyle of mantras and catchphrases. I can do bad all by myself. Niggas ain't shit. That's all they talk about. It's almost as if they're like the stereotypical cliche, if that makes sense. And I don't mean this in just black women. I mean, modern women in general, they're stereotypical. They all mimic and mirror the same shit. Red Pill and even MGTOW guys, they do the same thing, but they have something called individuality. They tend to go more deep. They go beneath the surface. These other lame ass conservatives, whatever the fuck they call themselves, they're weak. Their shit's watered down. I'm like bleach. I'm ammonia. I'm breaking down particles, my nigga. I'm breaking down everything. Clean sweep. 
You know what I mean? Another two hours of power. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Another two hours of power. And, and I didn't even go through all this Charleston White shit. I'm out here lollygagging. We're going to finish this. This is like, what, another two minutes left? I'm going to wrap this episode up and then start the next episode directly after. Just wanted her to take, wanted her to take a shower with him. Could have got off of what? But because she wouldn't, he charged her over for the track. So, nigga, you think she ain't fucking and sucking? You think when them white boys got her down off on them motherfucking sideline, didn't Robert Kraft get caught at a whorehouse? The motherfucker that went and got Meek Mills out of jail, didn't he get caught at a whorehouse the Super Bowl weekend? Nice. They like that. They like the young hoes. Listen, I know this is going to sound bad, but I, I really have to be realistic about shit. These Hollywood celebrities buying bitches, is that really an issue? Like, like I get it. Like, morally, for some people, it's wrong. But, like, isn't the prostitute benefiting from the man, though? <laughs> like, look, <clears throat> these high-paying actors, high-paying celebrities, all these fucking entertainers, right? Men, right? Successful men. Some of them are married. A lot of them aren't married. Now, for their reputation, it's a dumb decision for you to go out there, be in the public, buying pussy. But is it really something that we can look at and compare to pedophilia? No. No. Not even close. Bitch, a bitch is out there selling pussy electronically. These are electronic prostitutes. These are electronic whores. That's all they are. We can't call them whores. We can't call them prostitutes. So we'll call them sex workers. Okay. The bitch is still a hoe. The end. The bitch is still selling pussy electronically. The end. Fuck that shit. No different during slavery. When a bunch of drunk slave masters say, hey, man, go get some of Master William, that gal, now nah, nah, that big butt, that gal. And the big butt gal slave girl come open up their booties and their pussy and let the white men have it. What the fuck? All right, that's it. I'm done. That's it. <laughs> that's it. I'm done. Charleston White, everybody. Let's give a uh, Jesus Christ. I hope this shit don't get taken down. <laughs> oh, shit. Wild. 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 <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Charleston White. All right. I mean, that wasn't even, I can't go through the rest of that. That's just, yeah, that's crazy. Nah, yeah, I'm good. We're not going through that. Hopefully y'all got the point. Now, I thought this nigga was going to stick to the subject, but we know it's like me. Y'all thought I was just going to go through the video. I still got another video from Undead Chronic. I can't even go through that yet. What the? I'm about to do that shit now, though. But as I always say, 
in the meantime and in between time and until next time jersey judah another episode another two hours of power all right the crimson capsule chapel signing out peace